Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B L E A V. Unfortunately, this is not a Victory Monday episode. Unfortunately, we are not too happy today. It was a disappointing, to say the least, matchup with the Chicago Bears. And I say we because, of course, I am joined by a man who knows a thing or two about beating the Chicago Bears and why the Lions should not lose to Chicago, whether it's home, away. A man who picked off the Chicago Bears a couple times in his career. Would it be nice to see that from the Lions this week? We've got the one. The only all pro safety Glover Quinn. Oh, what's up, man? Not too <laughs> much. I'm just, you know, just trying to survive, just getting along after that embarrassing performance yesterday. No question. No question. They, they, um, I don't know what it is, but they I mean, they just haven't, they haven't got up for Chicago in either game. They just, they just haven't. I mean, and you know, I said this earlier in the season. You can tell a lot about how the lines are going to play, but by that first and second drive of the game, defensively, every game I think that we've allowed them to go right down the field and score that first drive defensively hasn't been a great game. Just hasn't been a great game. I mean, you can go back to heck, definitely the last few games. But anytime that we don't come out and get a stop that first drive, it's going to be a tough day. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. And it, 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 it was just so frustrating, right? Because the first quarter was... Bad, low energy. They didn't get that stop. They managed to get a stop on the second drive to hold them to a field goal, but still 10 nothing after one quarter. Then they come back to life in the second. It seems every week the Lions, the second quarter is a good quarter for the Lions. Maybe against the Saints, it was the first quarter, but it just feels at some point the Lions start to get things rolling. And then we go to halftime. And the third quarter for the Lions has just been disgraceful. All season long, it's been disgraceful. You go down 10-0, you come back 13-10, and then you lose 28-13 completely flat. What was it, four straight three and outs in the third quarter? Well, I think it was three straight three and outs. Then they had the fumble. Yes. And then it was another uh, three and out. So 
five consecutive drives. I mean, it was fourth quarter before they got a first down in the second half. And unfortunately, you know, I always feel like I have to address certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people always want to try to say this or say that. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a couple of people on Twitter giving me flack about what I said about Jared Goff. Really? And, and I feel like they try to take it way worse than what it was meant to be. I never said I didn't feel like he was a leader. I never said I didn't feel like he was a good player. I never said that you can't lead by example. I never said any of those things. I said there are times where you need your quarterback, your leader, to get your guys fired up to go. And I never see him do that. And yesterday was one of those times. You come out of halftime and you have five consecutive drives where you're not doing anything offensively. That's not okay. Somebody has to say something. But the problem is, it's harder to say stuff when you are a big part of the problem. Right? Yeah. So, turning the ball over, not playing great, all those different things makes it harder for you to try to get the other guys going because they're probably looking at you like, hey, man, we trying to go. Like, right? And so that's all I was saying. I ain't got nothing against Jared Goff. I just feel, and, and I said the same things about Stafford. There was times where I just felt like, hey, man, we needed a little bit more. And, and we had those conversations. And I felt like Stafford stepped up and became that great what you needed, right? He, he showed some fire when you needed. He showed some emotion when you needed. You know, I played with a quarterback in Houston. Matt Schaub, he was the same exact way. Quiet, didn't really say much, you know, and I was felt the same way. And I was a young player then. But I'm just like, there are times as a leader, you got to know and feel the moment when you got to galvanize your guys. So I wasn't a just talkative all the time. Yeah, I was a voice because I was the leader, right? I was a voice because I was the leader. But when we go on to play, we go on to play. We just working. But if I feel defensively, secondary-wise or whatever, D-line-wise or whatever, if I felt like something wasn't going right, I'm going to go and say something. I'm going to go down there and say something to the D-line to try to get those guys fired up because we're trying to win the game. I'm not going to sit back and just be okay with it. We're trying to win the game. It's not disrespectful. It's like, hey, man, we got to get going. They running the ball down our throat. Let's go. Stop the run. It's not like it's a bad thing. It's okay. And I just don't see that from Jared Goff at times. And so that's why I said what I said. So for all the people that had something to say about it, it is what it is. But yesterday we saw a lull the whole third quarter and midway to the fourth, like, Games like that on the road, like, you got to do something. You can't just sit back and hope things happen. You got to go make it happen.
So, and I mean, I, I didn't think Amon Ross A. Brown had a good game. I thought he dropped passes that, you know, yep. we've seen him catch. Um, you know, I, I and it was a lot of things that I didn't I didn't like yesterday, you know. So, but I mean, I'm not the coach. I'm just a I'm just a fan, a spectator, watch just like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I also said during the game, because I like tweeting during the games. That fourth down when Jared Goff threw the interception. Yep. You know, a lot of people in those type of situations will say, oh, well, it's just kind of like a punt anyway. Psychologically, no, it's not. He threw three interceptions the first time we played them. He had three or four fumbles the next week. He's been on a turnover streak. So just throwing an interception, that's not just like a punt psychologically. Also, it gives momentum to the Bears. They're excited. They're fired up. You threw another interception, right? So that's not just like a punt to me in that situation. Just not. No. And so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. Hey, man. Bag up, take a delay of game, bag up five yards, push punt it, pin them inside the 10, and you keep playing the game. But going forward, throwing an interception, giving them momentum, putting more doubt in Jared Goff's head, I didn't think that was a good call. I, I didn't like the decision to go for it, period. I didn't like that they went for it on fourth and 10. That felt very aggressive and like, Hey, maybe, you know, remember last time we got a little bit, a little bit too aggressive and kind of forced the lion's hand when it didn't need to be that way. And they figured it out this time. That wasn't the turning point that it could have been, but the problem is it could have been. And I'm surprised to hear people were upset about your thoughts on Jared Goff. He is not a vocal leader. He's a lead by example. And when the example on the field is bad, like it's been lately, then that's just what it is. I, I don't understand what there is to complain about that. We can complain a lot, about a lot of different things, but. I don't think that's one of the things to complain about. Nah, but, you know, people are going to have stuff to say, and that's fine because I'm going to address it. That's how i always been. I was like that when I played in Detroit. If there's a problem, let's talk about it. It ain't an issue. I have my opinions. I feel the way that I feel. I understand, you know, what it's like to be on the field. I understand what it's like to be on the sidelines during game day. I understand what it takes to win. I understand all those different things. So if you have a difference in opinion, that's fine. I'm just telling you what I see. And, you know, like I said, we can say what we want to say, but you go back through the years, I don't think anybody criticizes Tom Brady for how he is on the sideline when things ain't – He Tom Brady's not going to sit there and, and allow his offense to have five consecutive bad drives. He's just not. He's just not. He's not going to let that happen. So – you know, but like I say, I ain't got nothing against Jared Goff. No, I got nothing against Jared. If I was on the team, I would tell Jared that. Why? Because I respect you as the quarterback. You're the quarterback. You are the team leader. Yeah, I can be a defensive leader. I can be a leader like this, but you're the quarterback. I used to tell Stafford all the time, bro, you're the quarterback. If you say, guys, we're not going out to practice today, we're going to stay in. Why? Sure, Stafford ain't going out. We ain't going out. If we if we on the practice field and you say, guys, we done practicing, and you walk off the field, 
So everybody else probably going to walk off with you. That's just kind of how it is, right? And that's the whole team because you are the leader. And we got your back. It just is what it is. And so that's just kind of how I feel about the quarterback position. So, For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and when you get... And it, it was Goff playing badly, 161 mm-hmm. yards, 4.6 yards per attempt, two interceptions, one of which... People will call a punt. It wasn't. It was an interception. And then the fumble as well. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, 21 yards from your star wide receiver. Jamison Williams, 0 for 1. In a game where you are come from behind, where you are down two scores, I don't understand how there's no deep passing game to speak of. Jamison Williams is very fast. Khalif Raymond, very fast. And I know they're not your true prototypical whatever, but they can do it. Why isn't that even part of the playbook? And they don't, they're not even looking for Jameis. No. Jameson. They're not even looking for him. They're not designing plays to try to get him deep. And they're not even designing plays to try to use him as a decoy. Let him go run through and clear out. Take the safety, take the corner, and then have Amon Ross St. Brown or Sam Laporta come across to where those guys had to vacate. They're not even doing that. Like, he scores one touchdown last week on a reverse. They come back and try to do it again to the other side. Like, is that how you feel like you need to get him the ball? And it's hard for me to say something because I'm not at practice. So I don't know exactly what he's doing. I don't know what he knows. Maybe he don't know the playbook. I don't know. But I feel like a guy like that, he may not know the playbook, but he know how to run fast. So you put him in and you tell him exactly what to do. Hey, man, just run past everybody. Just do that. And we're gonna throw it to you. But I don't know. They don't even look like I don't even know if Jared looked for a pass deeper than 10 yards yesterday. Like everything was like dink, donk, dink, donk, dink, donk, dink, donk. Yeah, it's just it's it's so frustrating because for so long it was the offense. The offense is carrying the team. The offense is explosive. Yeah, we don't have a deep threat that we want, but we'll get Jamison back and we'll figure it out. See, look at how well we're doing on all the underneath stuff. Eventually they'll expand it to open up the entire field. And they just haven't done that yet. This offense hasn't taken that next step. What happened to Donovan Peoples-Jones? Is he hurt? No, he had one catch yesterday. I think he's learning the playbook, being brought along slowly. I don't know. I don't understand. Five weeks. Yep. First catch of his Lions career yesterday was for a first down, but you you just traded for this guy. And he's he's supposed to do these things. He's supposed to be a deep threat or a big body outside. But But, like, I don't understand. Yeah. You trade for a guy. Mid-season. Yep. So you know the chances of him coming in and learning the entire playbook is going to be slim right now because we're in the season. It's game planning. We're not going back through just the basics. We're kind of – so I feel like you have to design a package for him. Hey, we're going to design about six or seven plays, a package 
so that you can be in and be involved in what we're doing because we need to get you involved. And I can't expect you to learn the entire playbook right now, but we're going to have this package that's for you. So you can learn a good six or seven plays, a good six or seven, and then we'll continue to grow those packages. It's like, well, they don't know what everybody else is no, know, so he can't even get on the field hard. Like, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And it's even more frustrating because, like I was saying, it, the offense, it was so much praise for the offense for so long. It was the defense holding them back. Now the offense has been bad for four straight games. And they've had their moments against the Saints. They had their moments where they looked good, but they weren't a good offense against the Saints. Against the Bears, they were good in the fourth quarter, but they weren't good against the Bears that first time. Against the Packers, they weren't good. And so it makes the defense worse, too, because you're putting them in bad situations over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, the defense hasn't done anything. No. Um, And, you know, it's... Like just looking at plays, it's just like like low IQ football. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't I don't want to sound harsh today, but I'm just gonna keep it real. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna keep it real. Like I don't see like who's in the secondary that's like leading the guys. Who like who's on the defense? That's like from an IQ standpoint, leading the guys. Like, I look at two plays that, that were touchdowns yesterday. Two plays that were touchdowns yesterday, right? The first one, they go to the Wildcat. They put DJ Moore at the quarterback, right? Justin Fields is out there as a wide receiver. Justin Fields comes around. on like the fake reverse. Kirby Joseph is running with Justin Fields. And DJ Moore runs right around the side for a touchdown. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Fourth and 13. Fourth and 13. I tweeted this yesterday. I get it. Jerry Jacobs, you probably don't need to be up in press. It's 4th and 13, right? I get it. AG, why'd you call a man free like that? I get it. But the coverage they looked like they were playing was one hole or one robber or whatever you want to call it, which is the same play that when I had the pick against Drew Brees, it was the same exact play, right? And it was almost the same exact situation. I think the Saints were third and 12. This was fourth and 13. The backside safety, especially to DJ Moore's side, to DJ Moore's side, right? You know where they're going. You know where they're going, right? To DJ Moore's side, you got 13 yards. So in this situation, you're probably not looking to make an interception unless it's thrown right to you. 
I'm going to protect my backside corner and not leave him out naked. And I just got to get the guy tackled before he gets 13 yards. Not only that, it was an offsides. So when things are offsides, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to take a shot. So why is the safety coming down to try to rob something across the middle when it's the offsides? That's called, this was the play that was ran, so that's what I'm supposed to do. That's not called playing football. You got to play the game, right? And also, this is what I talk about when it's just kind of like understanding the teams. In that situation, right, I get it. The safety away from the slot, away from the nickel, that's who drops in, right? But DJ Moore is the only guy that they have. So in this situation, you got to make a switch on the field. I know it's 4 for 13. I know the safety away from the nickel is supposed to drop. But on this one, we're not going to do that. The other safety gonna drop in. Why? Because it's fourth and thirteen. It's fourth and thirteen. We just try not to let them get thirteen yards. But I don't want to run down and leave their best wide receiver one on one with the backside safety having to come out. Like, what are we doing? That's low IQ football. That's that's young. That's 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 just not in a power position to be able to do those things. Because when you do those things, you have to be able to come to the sideline and tell the coach, hey, this is what we did. I just had this safety drop in because I didn't want to leave DJ Moore one-on-one backside, and it was 4 from 13. So I know I know I was supposed to drop in backside, but we just kind of switched it just so that we can protect everybody and not give up a big play. This simple. The, what the coach going to say? It's 4 for 13, we got out the field. Great. Great, right? But when you don't have, you know, veteran guys that can make decisions like that on the field, be problem solvers, then that's what you have. Guys that are doing exactly what the play say do as opposed to playing the football game inside of the scheme. And that's what we're seeing. They're not playing football. They're they're expecting AG to make the perfect call. You have to take the call and go and make a football play within that. And I don't think they have, they don't have someone that's, you know, speaking those things in the meetings. Hey, this is what we're doing. I know, I know this is what the plays say, but this is kind of how we're going to play it for this reason. Right? So, I don't know, man. I'm a little fired up today because I see I, I like that's just not smart football. It's just not smart football. The game is too hard anyway. And if you don't play smart to help yourself, you're not going to be able to beat any other good teams. Any of them. No. I'm not going to be able to beat bad teams even. And it's especially interesting what you're talking about with the lack of player to 
call changes, call changes on the field, especially yesterday, because Tracy Walker, one of their veteran players in the secondary, he's benched. So it's a uh, Fiatu Melifonwu. He's the one at safety instead. And so does that kind of put him a player who hasn't had a lot of experience? He's not going to have the confidence to call that change on the no. field. He's going to do exactly what he's supposed to do. Yeah. He's going to do exactly what he's supposed to do. All of them. Jerry Jacobs, he's going to do exactly what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Kirby, he's going to do exactly like they're going to do exactly what they're supposed to do. And that makes me wonder, too, on the touchdown run by Justin Fields. Aiden Hutchinson crashes in. It looks like it was an end tackle stunt. Was that called? Because if that was called, that was a bad call. And if it wasn't called, who was supposed to have contained? Did like I, I, I don't understand what happened you know, with that play. I mean, I, I, and I don't either. Um, if it was called, you know, a game like a game like that with a quarterback like Justin Fields, I'm not running a lot of those games where I got my DNs looping to the inside and my D tackles trying to come out and have contained. They definitely can't keep up with Justin Fields. No. So I got to keep my ends on the outside and my interior guys got to push the pocket so Justin can't just step up and just run right down the middle. But we can't allow him to get to the outside. And you saw it early in the game. Uh, Derek Barnes slides in too much. Justin Fields gets like, do y'all not know? Like the, the Bears, I don't even think the Bears believe in their running backs. No. Like they're just out there for decoration. Justin Fields is the guy they want to run the ball if they're going to run it. Yeah, they're going to hand it off to the running back every now and then. How are we not aware of that? Like, how are we not aware of that? How are we not saying, hey, guys, this first drive, I don't care if the running back gets a couple yards, but we're going to let Justin Fields know that he is not running the ball on us today. We're going to set the tone early in the game. Justin Fields... You are not running on us today. They come out the first drive, Justin Fields in his zone. He he in his comfort zone. Man. It's even crazier, too, because they, they would rather run the ball with a wide receiver than run it with a running back. Right. They put DJ Moore back there to run the ball. Like, they don't want to run the ball to the running backs. But, like I said, in those moments, and maybe I'm just missing it, somebody help me because I'm just a fan. I, I just watch the game just like everybody else. I don't keep up with the weekly press conferences. I don't watch none of that stuff. I don't want to be influenced by none of it. I just watch the games, and I see what I see. In those moments... Who on the team is saying something? Like, did they show a defensive, like, meeting on the sideline yesterday? I don't think so. Did they show an offensive meeting on the sideline yesterday? You know how you watch some games and the offense is struggling and you see, like, the defense that got up on the sideline and the coach is freaking going off on somebody or a player is going off? Like, have we saw that? No. Did we see that yesterday? No, all season, I don't think I've seen much of that now that you mention it. Yeah. I mean, you haven't played good for five games in a row. Like, somebody got to be saying something. You just think it's going to just happen? 
oh, we're just going to, we'll get it together. No, <laughs> no, you have to make stuff happen, man. You can't just sit back. Like, this is how people feed their families. This is serious. These people not going to just let you do something. You got to go and take it. You got to. You can't be out there being friendly and just thinking they're going to lay down. They're not. They're not. Even though you're good, you're still Detroit. And in the world, in the in the National Football League, they're not going to respect you. Period. Just because you're Detroit. They're going to come in feeling like we're going to bully and beat Detroit. You got to go out and show them every week that that's not going to happen. Why? Because you're Detroit. You're Detroit. When San Francisco show up, they respect them. They don't even feel like they're going to bully and beat San Francisco. They feel like, oh, we got to find other ways because those guys are tough. If San Francisco come to Ford Field, they're going to feel like we're going to bully these guys. They're not strong enough. They're not big enough. They're not tough enough. They can't play on the field with us. They don't care if your record is 11 and 5 or 6. That's the problem where the Lions are at now, too, is you've kind of lost the respect early in the season. You had everyone's respect. You were the team that no one wanted to face last year. End of the season, you were the team no one wanted to face. And now you've got the Broncos coming up. You've got the Dallas Cowboys and you've got two games against the Minnesota Vikings. Why should those teams fear you? What should they be afraid of? What should they be game planning to stop? Right. I mean, like I say offensively it's hard to go 17 games not making anybody respect the deep ball yeah you know uh, it's hard to do that they don't respect the deep ball so if they don't respect the deep ball they understand Amon Ross St. Brown Sam Laporta those are the guys. Let's pack the middle of the field. And we're going to slow them down. Plain and simple. They don't have anybody that they're, throwing, that they're throwing to up top. They're not throwing the ball to Jameson. They're not. And then you we, don't have to, we don't have to respect anything over 20 yards. And then you get in a Monroe St. Brown's head. They made some good plays too, but they get in his head and he's not having a good game. He's dropping passes. So then even the thing that's supposed to, even when nothing else is going right, we should at least be able to get five, six, seven, eight yards from a Monroe St. Brown. Nope. That just no longer exists either. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I thought he had some uncharacteristic drops yesterday. Plays that I think he should, he could make, you know, but when I mean, it's not your day, it's just not your day. But it hasn't been your day for a lot of weeks in a row. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion. So at some point, you just can't be okay with that. Yeah, you came out and y'all had an explosive first quarter against the Saints. But after the first quarter, it was kind of bland. You know, you scored 21 points in seven minutes. What was the final score? 33? Yeah. yeah. One by three. 31 to 28, I think. 
33 to 30, something like he that. He scored 21 points in the first seven minutes. And then you managed to get 10 the rest of the game. It's tough. It's tough. It's real tough. So where do the Lions go from here? And what would you be emphasizing in practice this week to try and get it figured it out? Is this a team meeting type situation where the veteran leaders get together a closed door meeting or do they have it out with the coaches? Like where, where do you go from here? I feel like it, it got to, cause I mean, like I said, we've seen this for a few weeks, right? It happened the first time. Okay. We chalk it up as a, that was just not a day. It happens again. All right. You know, Let's let's mess. Let's get this thing going. You win a game against the Saints, but it wasn't a pretty game. So maybe you don't even say anything about how you played to to finish the game because you just you won. But we used to always be harder on ourselves after a win because when you lose. You know, depending on how you lose and who you lose to. So a certain way that you go about it. When you win, everybody's happy that you won. But if you really want to try to get to the next level, you got to take hard looks at yourself. So even though you won, you got to say, guys, we didn't play great. We didn't play good. We played good for the first seven minutes, but we didn't play good. We got to win, but we got to take a real hard look at this. And, you know, their energy coming out, like, and I don't know if they won the toss or lost the toss or whatever, but you can't, you can't give them the ball first. Like you, like when we give teams the ball first, they set the tone on our defense and that sets the tone for the whole day. You know, maybe we take the ball first and let our offense go out and try to score. Because when they get the ball first, it's just kind of like hot knife through butter. You know, just. I don't know. I definitely think something has to be said. Um, somebody has to step up and and say something because you're not really playing good on any side of the ball right now. No. It is a disjointed mess between the offense, between the offensive line and Jared Goff, between the receivers and Jared Goff, between the play callers and the rest of the offense. And same on defense. D-line is not synced up with the rest of the D-line, which isn't synced up with the linebackers who are also out of sync with each other, which is out of sync with the secondary corners and safeties just across the board. Nothing feels right. Nothing feels crisp nothing feels clean and that has to change right and i'm and i'm not one of those people to just jump off a bandwagon no definitely not that's not me but i also do feel like you have to have tough conversations through over the course of a season you're gonna have some laws i get it every team's probably gonna be like that right couple weeks ago san francisco lost three games in a row yep right yeah they had some injuries and this and this and that they lose three games in a row 
they get back on track, now they look like the best team in football, right? So this stuff is going to happen. I get that. You just got to get to the point to where you're just not okay with it. And we're not just walking around being okay with it. So somebody in these moments right here, like I say, you can't lead by example in these moments, right? Yeah, you're going to keep showing up to practice. Yeah, you're going to keep doing those things. But somebody got to put the pressure on somebody. And when you speak up, you know, like I said, I tell people all the time, it's hard. It's hard to speak up because it puts more pressure on you, right? And that's what made it easier for me to do it. Because when I was in Detroit, I'm going to be the first one in the building almost every day. Right? So, if I'm there early, getting my work in and getting to meetings, I can call somebody out for not taking care of their business. Why? Because I'm taking care of mine every day. If I'm injured and I'm in a training room extra so I can get healthier, I can say something to somebody who's not doing those things. Hey, we need you out there, bro, and I don't see you in a training room on your free time. You sitting in your locker, you need to be in the training room. Why? Because we need you out here, bro. I can say something. Why? Because I'm doing it. Right? A lot of people... It's hard to say stuff because when you say stuff, now the pressure is on you, right? Because people sit back and they talk. Look at that. He always be on us about this, this, and this, and that, and he over there not doing it, right? That stuff happens. It happens. But as a leader, you got to be okay with people talking because if you stand for something and you know that you're doing things the right way, if those people are behaving like that, they ain't a part of the squad anyway. We need to get them out of here because they ain't buying in to what we trying to do. And you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with everybody not liking you. That's fine. I'm trying to win, boss. And I need you. And if you don't want to do that, then we need to get somebody else. Because we ain't got years to waste. We don't have games to waste. And if you can't give me everything that you got, and I know that you're giving me everything that you got, then we got to find somebody that can. And it's simple as that. But somebody got to have enough courage or whatever to not be afraid to ruffle the feathers. Yeah. Jared, it's okay. It's okay. They going to still like you. (laughs) It's okay. You're still the quarterback. You're still the quarterback. They're going to respect you even more. Yeah, it's someone's got to step up. Someone's got to speak out. Someone has to make a change or say something. I, I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is that needs to be said. Because like you've said, we're not there. We don't know whose fault it is, who what's going on behind the scenes, if there's factions, whatever. But someone's got to do something. Right, This right here is where you need that leader. Because although Aiden Hutchinson is a good player, he's only in year two. He don't yeah. know what he don't know what to say. Other than work hard, keep working hard. Everybody got to keep working, working right. But 
you need that. This is where you need that guy. You need you need you need that veteran guy. And who is it? Who is it? And you look at the D line. When you look at like a guy like Bruce Irvin could be that. Which did he play yesterday? Nah, he, they didn't call him up from the practice squad, which I couldn't believe. And the the theory behind it is they were worried he would overcommit and lose contain, which didn't matter because they did that anyways. <laughs> this guy is a veteran football player that's been in the league for a long time. What do you mean he's going to overcommit? That's that's the rumblings. No one has come out and said that, but that's the theory, which I, I don't <laughs> understand. Okay. <laughs> i hope that's not true yeah i hope that's not true but a guy like bruce would be somebody that could say something the only thing is bruce has only been there for two weeks uh yeah. three however long he's been there he hasn't been there the whole season so he probably don't even know all the guys names on the team yeah right so he may not feel comfortable doing that and i don't know bruce personally so i don't know what his personality is like but he may not feel comfortable doing that right now but he would be a type of guy right veteran been around for a long time won big games played in the super bowls he know what defense what good what he know what it looks like but like i said he, he's only been there for two weeks so well, how long he's been there Hopefully they activate Bruce Irvin next week. Sign him to the active roster. Get him off the practice squad because they just need something. They need someone. They need a difference. They need a change. And I hope that comes this week. I hope that we're able to see that change against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, because Denver's playing good. Yeah, Denver's playing good. They really you know. around. So I mean, I, I I apologize, man. I was a little I was a little fired up today, frustrated. Because you just see so much potential that's not been reached. I don't think there's anything to apologize for, my friend. I think it is one of those. Something has to change. We've reached a boiling over point, And guys like you, you've been there before. You know what needs to change. Unfortunately, you just can't be the one to implement it because you're not in the locker room. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough. Any final thoughts? Any hopes for this week ahead any plans for this week ahead what do you think you know like i said i was a bit fired up i I felt like i wanted to 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 address the jared golf situation like i said i got nothing against jared golf but i think in this moment somebody on the team has to step up and not continue to allow the team to be in this type of a funk late in the season, right? That right there was their only outside halfway cold game, which 36 degrees in Chicago, no rain, no snow. (laughs) I don't know if it get any better than that in December, right? Like you go to Chicago in December and you get a game that's 36 degrees, but it's dry. No rain, no precipitation. You got to be okay with that, right? You got to be okay with that. And I don't know if they perform to a level to where in the playoffs they're going to feel confident if they got to go play in some really bad weather. I don't know if they 
established a dominant run presence in that type of game. I thought David Montgomery was running the ball well. So going forward, I mean, you're definitely not going to get a number one seed at this point. Probably not going to get to two. So you're going to have to go on the road. You're going to have to get it fixed. Somebody has to step up and 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 not allow the team to continue to go through this. But like I always say, I try to stay positive. You'd rather this stuff happen now, you still got four or five games left. You'd rather it happen now to where you're not playing. Well, like I said earlier, San Francisco went on a three-game losing streak. They bounced back. So you can bounce back. You can bounce back. But somebody has to force that to happen. The league is not going to just let it happen. They're just not going to let it happen because they want to win. Somebody's got to step up. Someone's got to make a difference. Someone has to stop the tailspin. But we do believe that it can happen. We do believe that the Lions can beat the Denver Broncos, can win their final four games. They're just going to have to dig deep inside, look inside themselves, and make a change because the product they've put out there has not been good enough to accomplish that. No question. So I'm good, Lions fans. I still rock with y'all. Y'all see it. I got it on already. So I ain't jumping off the bandwagon. No I haven't been there before. No chance. No jumping off the bandwagon here. We will still be here believing in the Detroit Lions, and we will be back to cover the matchup between the Broncos and the Lions. But until then, we will see you next time. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.